Hello, and welcome to Of the People. I am Robert Chernin with my lovely co-host, Erica Reddick. Say hello, Erica. Hello, Robert. How are you this fine, fine day? I am fine. By the way, I did learn that the two words that when a woman says, I know we're going to start off with sexism, when they tell you fine, they're not, or whatever, <laughs> right? So, I mean, those are the two words. If I've learned nothing in 30 years of being mm. married, it's fine and whatever, are not i'm mm. neither but we'll get into that agreed but this we'll today you know normally you can you can pretty much count on me to say what i think that is that is one thing about me uh i will i will not say fine unless i'm actually fine and neither ben nor i will believe you but let's let's move <laughs> let's move on from that so folks thanks for joining us want to let you know we are our podcast and radio show is up on Podbean. So wherever you download your podcast from, Podbean, Google, Amazon, iTunes, Apple, Spotify. iTunes, Spotify. We're on them all now. We're thrilled to be there. So don't forget to uh, get us into your stream or what's the correct terminology? Download? You want to? You want to? Yeah. You you want to like, share, subscribe on all the things, but also get the download and definitely give us a five-star review or else we'll come break your knees. Okay. And if you so can't go give ahead us a, put that. Right. And if you can't give us a five-star <laughs> review, tell, send us some comments and tell us why. Well, you know, you're only 4.5, you know, and here's why. In any event, Erica, any event. Erica, where's the outrage? Yeah. So, again, um, I scan the news and be... I, before we go on, stay tuned. Segment two, we're gonna we're gonna cover in segment two. What are we covering? China is in the news again, and oh my god, so, you know uh, China Joe Biden, right? Segment two, stay tuned for <laughs> segment two, right? And segment three, we're going to cover go woke, go broke. All right, keep your, keep your foot on the gas. I've so, got anyways, my, I got my seatbelt buckled. I'm ready to go latest latest outrage so i just found out that in 2021 the federal government the fbi in particular fisa there were uh, there were 278,000 unauthorized warrants that the fbi used without fisa approval now fisa folks is the foreign intelligence surveillance act right and the fisa court fbi is supposed to go get approval they, they petition the court they present evidence you get a warrant that's the way it works right, right. and remember fisa was passed to monitor foreign individuals who may have influence in the united states and you're not supposed to spy on u.s citizens without cause and this court is supposed to be the protector of that Two hundred seventy-eight thousand times in 2021 the fbi spied on americans without court approval how is that how <laughs> how um, two hundred. Did you wait? Hold on. They, hold on. Two hundred and seventy thousand. No, no. Two hundred and seventy-eight thousand. This oh came my from. God. Yeah. This is. By the way, you know what this is, right? This is big T. Trust mm. the government. Hi. You know, it reminds me of that big old tech. expression, right? Hi, I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. 
right? That's <laughs> that's the what scary did part for me. Say those were like the world's scariest words or something like yeah, that. I am I am channeling this... Ronald Reagan, but 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 All what's right. your opinion on this? So so the FBI, right? Which now and again we're still playing off the Durham report. Mm-hmm. And it, and all the the um, errors and and certainly political decision making, un without proof, without vetting that they did in the Durham report, it now turns out unrelated. By the way, to the Durham report, two hundred seventy eight thousand times the FBI spied on Americans without court approval. I you know to be honest with you, Robert, I wish I could be outraged, but I'm not at all surprised when i i knew back in the bush era that uh the patriot act was going to be a, a serious serious problem and this idea that you could create a system where oh it's okay if we spy on foreign nationals and all these americans just happen to accidentally get hemmed up in it we promise we won't do anything about it we promise we won't do anything with the information like uh uh you know no we we as american citizens gave the united states government permission to spy on us and they took it and then they did illegal stuff and then they ran with it of course of course now now, i'll give you one other one other statistic and number right in okay. 2021, there were 3.4 million applications to FISA. In 2022, now remember everything that happened in 2021, right? In 2021, it was January 6th. It was all the protests. Yep. It was, you know, it was election integrity, questioning the election, yep. all these things. It dropped from 3.4 million to 300,000. And actually, let me get my numbers because I know somebody's going to challenge me on this. Wait, what? So the, I'm sorry, 204,000. So the FBI and other federal bodies made 3.4 million applications to FISA to spy on Americans in 2021. 204,000 in 2022. So how do you drop, right? So now FBI Director Ray said, well, based on the FISA report, and by the way, this is a report released by the court itself. Wow. So this isn't a third party. This is the FISA court released an opinion and it came out and I want to say August of 2022. It's just been released now. Right. I think last time I checked, it's 2023 sometime along the way. Yep. Right. Yep. The federal court, the FISA court itself said, here are the instances of application. Again, you go from 3.4 million to 204,000 in a year's time differential. Why the difference? And then, by the way, here's 278,000 times you, the FBI, used an unwarranted search for records on Americans. Oh, my if God, this isn't, Robert. If, this, if deep state, police state, administrative it, state, whatever you want to call it, it's just wrong. And, again, media doesn't cover it. Where's the outrage? Nope. It, it, is, it is outrageous to me. This is, this is exactly what we're talking about when we say we need to drain the swamp we need to get rid of the administrative state okay remember the the um do you remember robert a few weeks ago you read that finding was it from the doj from the 80s that said america a a patriotic american is like 
the most dangerous thing that there is or something like that department of justice correct yeah so so they they have decided that if you are an american with american values that you are a danger to who to who well to the to, to their the, to, power, to the government right that's right to the government power and the government overreach so over and over and over again we're hearing about the IRS being weaponized about American citizens. Who was it? Matt Taibbi. As soon as he started the Twitter files, working on the Twitter files, all of a sudden he's got an IRS audit opened up on him. Literally the day that, um, which one, which one was he it was, that he dropped? Was, no, no. Taibbi was testifying before the, before the uh, House subcommittee, That's I think, on was. weaponization. That day the IRS shows up at his door as he's testifying, do you believe in coincidences? I don't know. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. And this is like, and all of a sudden now the IRS uh. is doing field, uh, field visits. Okay. So we said, do you, a are those, few, are those guys with ago, or without, wait, 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 with or without guns, with do, weapons. Remember <laughs> last year they wanted to appropriate for 90,000, 87,000 new IRS agents, mm. and they were training them with weapons. And the, and all of us conservatives were like, Hey, Hey, this is bad. What, what, and what, now they're just you, showing up at your house. You 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 know why they're training them with weapons, right? Because if it's the one thing the government wants to protect is its ability to maintain its flow of money. Right? You talk That's about, right. you know, drinking from the, you know, the teat of power, right? The, you know, the spigot of power. Well, That's right. government runs on money and they want to make sure that you're paying them the money that you owe them. I mean, I I wish I lived in like the 1900s like before income tax think about yeah, how right. nice that would be right oh my gosh it right. robert i just this is out, outrageous I, I, did, outrage did, we, did did we did we push your buttons today i'm not that, fine anymore <laughs> i'm not fine anymore i'm outraged where's the outrage well folks eric is outraged so let me i'm right, so, outraged so, so so look look it up yourself folks don't believe me don't take my word for it look it up let's let's move yeah. on though because there's a couple other things under our wto segment and Guess who's back in the news? My girlfriend. I have so many, right? Randy the hop Wine. The Randy hop Wine. Hobbit. The Hop and Hobbit. Randy Weingarten. Turns out that there was the Freedom Foundation just uncovered. And again, I got to get, I got to figure out all these words that there is something called the, what is that called? It's called the un, uh, the union release time. So union release time is, is something that the federal government put in place with the unions that even when you're in the union, you're teaching, and it's like, think of it like a leave of absence. You still accumulate pension time and money. So for 25 years, she's accumulated all this pension, even though she worked for like six months. And guess who's paying Randy Weingarten's pension when the time comes? You and me? Taxpayers, baby. Taxpayers. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'm not lying. Wait, hey, look it up. No, wait, no, wait. You're telling me that a broad who has not taught in decades and was only a teacher for like five minutes and is a union leader. Let's call her what she is. She's a politician. She's a politician. She's a she's politician. A politician. She, we're paying her pension? Well, not Why? yet. She hasn't retired yet. Excuse me. She's still collecting 540 some odd thousand dollars a year as a salary. But there's it's called union release funds or union release. Let me get that term again. Hello. It's called 
union release time. Look it up. And again, the Freedom Foundation uncovers this just recently that, and by the way, this isn't just really about Randy Weingarten. You know, we personalize it because she is, she is such an anathema. She's such a politician. She doesn't give a damn about the students. I'm not even sure right. she cares about the teachers as much as she cares about the Democrats and protecting her flow the of dollars, money. The dollars. That's right. right. But, but, right? It's not just Randy Weingarten. Any teacher who's part of the union, because this this is that payback from the government to the unions, because what happens is the school board is still responsible, even if they're not picking up her salary, they're still responsible for her pension. And it's not just Randy Weingarten. It's any teacher that is out on union release time. And again, folks, let's be clear. We support the teachers, at least most of them, the ones that aren't yes. teaching. You if know, you're all, a good you know. teacher who's right. not trying to, you know, right. trans the children. Okay, cool. Uh, you mean mutilate the children? Yes. Mutilate. mutilate. Correct. Mutilate. Right. Let's call it what it is instead right. of using euphemisms. Right. Thank you yes, for correcting gonna, me, Robert. We're going to trans the children. We're going to trans them to what? By the way, did you use the word broad? Yeah. You know, if I did that, I'd be called a misogynist. By the Why way. Why not allowed that, to say that? that well, I don't. You are. I'm not. Right. I mean, I go back to the days. <laughs> I go back to the days of guys and dolls and Damon Runyon, right? You know, and Harry the. You know, oh, there I go with my movie reference, right? M musicals. By the way, in my house, you had to deal with Broadway or sing Broadway musicals to survive. So, Guys and Dolls was a big one. There's okay. a guy named Harry the Horse at the bar, and you know Adelaide, okay. who Adelaide, who is um, the. Uh, uh, the love, the, the love interest of in the movie Frank Sinatra in Alan Alda is the um, no, I think yeah, it was Alan Alda in the Broadway play. I'm um, sorry, Robert Alda, okay. Alan Alda's father. But Harry the Horse has a line that goes, "Hey, Nathan, she's a right broad, right?" So now that's such a throwback to the '50s. But the fact that you use that, I love that. It's a good word. Um, it's a good word. By the way, you know the opposite of broad is narrow. So I'm not sure how those two relate to each mm. other, but you know. So let's see, women are broad and men are narrow. Mm. I mean, we are two we dimensional might. as men. We're two I dimensional mean, when like, we're linear. Men are. I I thought men were like waffles <laughs> and women were like spaghetti. Um, great book, great right. marriage book for anybody listening out there. But no, I I I just I cannot believe that taxpayers are responsible for paying the pension of a person whose job it is to lobby against the taxpayer in order to fund their salary and benefits and the way that things go. So, so you, so I have to pay you to lobby against me to get more money out of my pocket. Okay. Pretty, so pretty that's much. why Pretty much. That's why yeah. I'm against that's why I'm against public sector unions to begin with. Um, but the fact that she's that's that oh that is extra insulting. Well, if well, you make a five hundred thousand right. dollar a year salary, <laughs> honey, you do not need me to pay your pension. Well, let's be clear. New York state taxpayers will pay her pension because that's where her pension emanates from. So it's state oriented. Uh, so it's taxpayers in general, still. But, but, but across the country, understand this isn't just a Randy Weingarten thing. This is a backroom deal between the Democrats and the unions that is being paid for by taxpayers across the country. And thank God for the freedom foundation who unearthed this. And by the way, very recent, you know, thing, I, it's not even anywhere in the news 
really. I mean, if you search it, you'll find it. But it's just, again, it just never ends. It's like, you've, you know, it's like you're peeling back the layers of the onion and you just keep peeling back layers and you just more find all the and more crap, crap. Literally. Oh, it's like, oh, oh, here's the termite colony. Oh, here's the cockroach <laughs> colony. Oh, okay. here's where the mice are living. Oh, here's where, oh, my Let's God, see. we're going to, Let... next there's going to be dead possums on the back porch, Robert. Spoken like a Vermont girl, or excuse me, a Vermont, bro a Vermont broad. <laughs> I like so, it. Um, yeah, well, I don't know which I would prefer, you know, Randy Weingarten <laughs> or cockroaches. It's a tough choice. <laughs> Let me think. Can I think about that and get back to you? You can get back to me next episode. We'll, we'll talk All about right. it next episode. All right. Speaking of cockroaches, <laughs> that's a good segue. Thank you. Speaking of cockroaches, did you know that climate change is all the fault of white men and that all white men should be in jail? Come on. I left her speechless, folks. She's laughing, but she's What did she's you speechless. do now? Me? What's your so, fault now? Well, so, um, you know, I have so many girlfriends. I can't call this one a girlfriend because she's, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I think I lost interest in the 80s when she was wearing leotards. But um, so Jane Fonda was in oh, Cannes God. Film Fest. So, so oh. Hanoi, Jane, Hanoi Jane Fonda, right, who oh. now is older, wiser. Now she's wizened at 80 something. She needs, um, she needs a new cause to tear people down with. Got it. So, mm -hmm. so what she basically said is that, um, first of all, racism is the cause of climate change climate change and climate and racism is caused by white people and therefore all white people should be in jail but and that's literally to a cans audience hang on a second let's get let, let's get the line climate change is caused exclusively by white men and they should all be in jail arrested and in jail what well, i <laughs> i but i don't i don't I just you, wait a minute. This is how the way, though. How by the way, though? She look. She clearly has had daddy issues her whole life. You know, they, she still hasn't gotten over them. So I guess she's taking it out on the white men. Which, which by the way, just as an aside, the leading cause of climate, uh, you know, damage to the climate is China. Um, I don't know about you, but I thought China wasn't filled with white guys. It might be filled um, with men. No, but no, it's not filled remember, with white guys. No, remember, Robert, Asians are white now because they're successful. So if you're Who successful, that? that's that? what they say. That's them. The those people. If if you are if you are a uh an ethnic minority and you are successful uh by the normal metrics of like education, financially, or whatever. It means you are appropriating whiteness or you are white adjacent and therefore now white. So that's why Asian people, you know, can be discriminated against at Harvard and all of these other things because they're too successful at education and getting into things. That's why Hispanic people in Florida who voted for Trump are white because um, they have, uh, they've bought into some lie or something like that. So, so yeah, so anybody can be white now, as long as you don't buy into the 
propaganda that you are a victim, et cetera, and so forth. All right. So I'm getting flagged by Sir Benjamin. We need to take a break. I have, we have, we're going to start next section. By the way, we're going we're, we're going to China next section. So this is a good segue. But I'm going to come back to this because just I'm listening to you going. I don't get it. But folks, um, <laughs> we'll be right back. We got to go make some money being the true bourgeois capitalist that we are. Stay tuned for segment two. We're going to pick up where we left off. We'll be right back. America came into being based on a shared belief and a common set of values. Unlike other nations that were bound together based on common ancestry, race, or caste, we came into being based on a simple and shared set of ideals. That the power of government is based on the consent of the governed. That life, the freedom to live life on our own terms in our own way, free from government interference, and liberty, our most precious value, and the pursuit of happiness, which means we are free to pursue that which we choose with the knowledge and courage to know that nothing is guaranteed to us in this life. Those values, America was founded on these basic inalienable rights. Freedom to pray to God in our own way. Freedom to think and speak freely without fear of punishment or harm. And freedom to gather in our places of worship and in our local taverns freedom to defend ourselves, our families, our homes, and our neighbors as we see fit. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is dedicated to protecting American exceptionalism anywhere and everywhere it is threatened. ASIC is a 501c3 and depends on your tax-deductible donations. Please help us continue our fight. Hey, everybody. Erica Reddick, the other half of, of the people. Come check me out over on Generally Irritable. That's where you'll find me on all the socials. I got Erica Reddick on Twitter. We're not just covering news and politics, but we also cover culture and how those things relate to one another. So come check it out. You can also go to generallyirritable.com and learn more about me and the show. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I'm Robert Chernin. And I'm Erica Reddick. And we are back. Uh, Erica, I got to jump in to where we left the last episode, the last segment of this. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to understand. So you're t basically telling me anyone who's successful now is white. I mean, I know that's not mm. what you said. I'm paraphrasing. Right. Because right? I because I want to go back to this whole Jane Fonda thing. So let's hold the white thing for a second. So Jane Fonda okay. says she's at Cannes and she says to follow. Here's what she ends up saying. And you, you just sit there yeah. and going, I mean, whatever she's smoking, I want some, right? It's good for all of us to realize there would be no climate crisis if there was no racism, and there would be no climate crisis if there was no patriarchy. And mm. climate change is being caused exclusively by men, specifically white men, adding that those men must be arrested and jailed. I'm going like, I mean, you know, I know we call her Hanoi Jane, right, because she was against the Vietnam War and all that other stuff, and, you know, she found herself in leotards in the 80s and teaching people how to work out. Of course, you know, I mean, plastic surgery, like, 42 times doesn't hurt either when you're 80, whatever. But, you know, unlike, you know, we call her Hanoi, you know, Jane, but, you know, unlike true heroes like John McCain in the Hanoi Hilton for five years, I mean, maybe she, when, you know, when, when real soldiers were in prison in the war, she was doing LSD or some sort of mushrooms or something. Cause I don't even know what the hell she's talking about. Explain this I, to me. 
What does this mean? I can't fathom. Excuse me, Robert. I can't even keep my drink in my mouth. It's so. <laughs> I'm going. What is that? I, I don't know what that means. It's excl- like only white people, only white men. What? Want things made in factories? Want to buy goods and services that create pollution when they're manufactured? Because I'm pretty sure she probably has an Android phone or an iPhone or something like that. And a private jet. And which, you know, uses fuel and is. No, no, no. She she has an electric private jet, didn't you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, that (laughs) that'll be the day. Like, so it's just what is so funny is is uh, Hitchens Razor says that which can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. And no, we do not need a razor to tell us that. If you have no proof, if you have no proof, by by the way, if you have no proof, it's an opinion. And you know what they say about opinions? You, it's like everybody's got one, just like um, they've there, got there's, a. There's a little, you know there's what. a lead, right? There's a little lead up to that, but then they say everybody's got one. But yeah, so, so exactly. Want, uh, so like, I want, what is her evidence? What is she attributing that to? What is like? Well, according to the article, she's done all this research and study, and she's now enlightened, and she realized that everything is connected. So every, by the way, the everything oh. that's connected is is the following, right? Here's everything. That's connected. Let's see. Sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war. If you really get into it and study and learn about it, which means that she's learned about it and, and, and you know, oh, she's you know, su- done the work. Su- yeah, subtle condescension there, but what do you think? It's still Jane here we're talking about. Yeah. So there'd be yeah, no climate crisis and it's all connected. Um, I just, it's amazing. But, but look, I want, I want to move on because you said something else that, because my comment was, the largest polluter in the world is China, and China doesn't have white men. Now, I thought we were color coding, right? There are white men, black men, mm. brown men, yellow men, red men, right? I know. Mm. I don't know if I'm oh, supposed no, to say Oh no, that's all that. racist. Is that all racist? Okay, You're, no, but, it's all white and non-white now. Oh, is it? Oh, so we're bifurcating. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. I, we're bifurcating. Okay, but uh, last I knew. Asians were referred to, you know, yellow and white men or Caucasian or white. And this one's black. I mean, look, I don't agree right. with any of that anyway, because right. I think there's too many damn labels. But China is, without a question, the largest polluter in the world. So, And, you know, yeah. they're not, let's call them non-white. So how does that fit into all of this? You know, I think that. Because you said affirmative that, action and all that stuff. If they get in and they're successful, they're considered white. I mean, explain that yeah. to me. Um, the idea is that there is this belief. Okay. So when you're looking at things like race Marxism as an example, so James Lindsay is an, is an excellent resource for this. He's got a great book out. He's got a lot of really great, um, uh, talks on this, but it's, it's the idea that if that, that they're really in the end, it's not about color. It's about oppressed and oppressor. And, and that's really what the difference is. You either have the oppressed or you have the oppressor. And so if the original oppressor is the white man, right? So we as white, white people are the original oppressor as the colonizers of the world, even though everybody was colonizing everywhere. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, what happened to the 
Romans? What happened to the the Chinese? What happened to the the Mongols? Spaces? The Mongols? The, what happened? I mean, uh, wait, what happened no to, the, has, to the what happened to the Ottoman Empire? What happened to okay? So wait, per, okay, what happened Robert, to Persia? What am remember, I missing? Remember, time started in twenty twenty. <laughs> That's good. It'd make me a lot younger yeah, I mean, then. I could, can I, if time, I mean, if time started in 2020, then I'd be like, what, three? I don't think I want to go to three. Can I start at like 35? No, I, I want to start at 35. I mean, I'm literally, this is there such is crap. this, this is such there's crap. this weird belief that like somehow the United States or the West is unique in the, um, in the abomination that was, uh, you know, slavery, uh, indentured servitude and things like that, which still go on today. Excuse me. The Jews uh, were slaves in Egypt. I, I believe if you read, if you, if you read the Bible, the Old Testament years ago, I think the G I mean, I don't know if the Jews were the original slaves, but they certainly predate, you know, African slaves, at least uh, on modern record. And by the way, well, all again, slaves didn't come from Africa. Just saying. But again, remember though, Jews are white people now. Okay, so you excuse can't me, Jews, say, Jew, excuse me, Jews back then were brown people because they were Sephardic. Okay, that you don't don't stop using don't question reason. Me. So the, don't this question, is the problem. Don't question you're, me. You're on trying that. to use reason. That this is the <laughs> thing that people first mistake. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the one thing that is the kind of through line to all of these conversations is that none of it makes any sense. It's literally just people saying things and not having good reasoning behind it to try to demonize, separate, and cause chaos. Demagogue. That's all it is. De demagogue, demonize, and divide, as I like to say. So so I want to stay on the China thing for a second, because China obviously is in the news, and I want to get serious for a second. I know that's yeah. hard for the listeners to believe, but I want to get serious, <laughs> right? So the Biden administration, right, it started, if you remember, that Secretary of State Blinken back in, mm. I don't know, 2021, I think it was August, don't quote me, had a meeting in Alaska with his counterparts in China, and they dressed him down about what a bad, you know, and we were so ill-prepared for that meeting. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I even did an interview on, on either, I think it was OAN, I don't remember at the time, um, yep. or Newsmax about it, uh, you know, because they had me on as part of that. But and then you go through the whole sort of, you know, unearth information about China buying, you know, the Biden family. I don't know if it extends to the president, but certainly the, the mm -hmm. Biden, the Hunter Biden laptop, all, 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 yeah, all, all of, you know, Russian disinformation, of course. Right. And now we're and then there was a the spy balloon and there were so many other things. China's buying up farmland. They're buying up all these corporations, you know, in, in this country. They're buying up Smithfield Foods. They control the PC division of IBM, you know, BlackRock. I mean, you. I mean, it, it's it's everywhere. On and on and on. Right. And so now, and now we find out there is an upcoming meeting next week in Singapore, um, of I think it's the, the Pan Asian Nations. I forget the meeting. It's a security conference, mm. and we reached out for China and said we would like to have a sidebar meeting. Defense Minister, uh, uh, I think his name is Li Li in China. And Secretary of Defense Austin reaches out, and we repeatedly try to get a meeting, and China basically said, yeah, no, we don't want to meet with you, and basically rebuffs U.S. overtures. And, and you sit there and wonder, do we really understand the power politics that China is uh, playing
in a geopolitical game. And if you look at their Belt and Road Initiative, where they're really investing in developing infrastructure in the third world, and let's face it, um, you know, on some level, this is all prostitution, right? You're paying for services because if you're if you're building the third world country, they owe you because you're you're lending them this money, right? And China doesn't care; it's state control. They can keep printing. Well, more that's money. America has been doing that for years. That's literally why people complain about us. So, right. but but it brings me back to. I don't think we're on the same playing field anymore with China. They, we don't understand the enemy. And yeah. again, we're not talking about the Chinese people. We want to differentiate. But you're talking about the Chinese Communist Party. They are vying for global hegemony. They are vying and competing economically, militarily. And let's, I mean, don't forget all the technology we get from China, right? Most of it. All the medicine we get from China. China, and by the way, did you know? China, uh, a Chinese company, excuse me, and it's actually Hong Kong, bought Tutor.com, which is a an online service, right? It prepares you for college, all those other things. It's a U.S. Okay. company that was just bought, right, by a company in, in Hong Kong called Primavera Corp, right? It makes it sound like it's an Italian meal. But, and who signs up for Tutor.com mostly? The military, U.S. military people. I mean... Do they not see what's going on here? What? What is the what is the what? What the the, the point is that China is at war with us. I mean, we were making fun of the you know the, we segued from obviously Jane Fonda and white men, yellow men, you know, wait, and wait, China wait, the wait, biggest polluter to to a serious comment about China being at war with the United States and it's a multifaceted war, and we're asleep at the switch. At least the Biden administration is. Did you got to give just... Trump credit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Hold I'm on, on a roll today. Back. I'm on a roll today. I am. I, I got to back up because I'm you holding. I'm, are I'm you on. holding your head? So tutor.com Tutor. is a com. website that the U.S. military uses for some kind of training purpose. Educational training for. Yeah, you can look it up. It's 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 and, there for anybody to see. They were bought the by a Hong Kong company. Yeah. I Okay. And nobody gives a shit. Oops, am I, I don't say understand. Sorry. Ben, you're gonna, gonna have, have to bleep that. Yeah, you're gonna have to bleep yeah. that. Um, <laughs> oops, sorry. Mark it's, that in the editing notes. Sorry, it's one of those days, and I'm on a roll. And it I just, can't. I, Robert, I'm sorry. I am. <laughs> I um. So basically, now a Hong a Hong Kong company, a, a company owned in Hong Kong, right. Uh, now has the login credentials. You got it. And the ability to to uh, track the trainings of U.S. military personnel. That's what Prin I just heard you say. Here, here, correct. So here you go. Princeton Review and Tutor.com are now owned by a Chinese company. Um, <sighs> Primavera Capital Group, based in Hong Kong, quietly purchased a well-known brand, You know, which, by the way, was previously owned by a Korean company. I know we're not at war with Korea, and Korea is not at war with us, but it is, you know, it is a test prep company, an online tutoring platform, has a, and tutor.com has a long-standing contract to provide services free to active duty reserve and other U.S. military service members, Defense Department personnel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How do, do we, we not, not have... Okay, 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 I can't... All right, I... I can't even. I'm, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't I'm even sorry. stay seated, Robert. I'm so. I'm. I can't. Okay. But here's the point. 
here, here's the real point, is that when you look at the multifaceted world, right? China funds the Confucius Institutes in this country, right? In this 20, or 30, 20 or 30 schools, right? China, China bought Smithfield Foods, they're the largest pork producer in the, in the, in the world. Um, China's buying up land where it's allowed. China is is we're finding that they're working spies. Chinese spies are working for yeah, uh, legislators. Um, oh, you mean oh, is that Congress um, people? Diane Feinstein and Eric right, Eric Swalwell, Swalwell who did, yeah, who who did Bang Bang with Fang Fang. I got all that right. And so, but, like, how is it? How is it that we are allowing? That, uh, look, I am a free market capitalist. Okay, I am right. a free market capitalist. However, when we start having conversations where it's obvious that our freedoms, our constitution and our country are at risk because we're selling it off piece by piece to the likes of the CCP. Well, I don't know that we're selling, we are not selling it off because I don't know that I got any money from this or you got any money from this, but well, like, they, they are buying influence both domestically and internationally to compete with America's position in the world. And I don't know if you right. remember, in one of our earliest episodes, I referenced a book that, that I have read that everyone needs to read. Mm -hmm. And I now happen to have the book with me. It is called, I don't know if you can see that. Thank you very much. It's called yep. America yep. Against America. Now, this was a Chinese professor, and his name is Wang Huning, in 1988, writes this book. It is an in-depth college analysis, and it's a political theory book, and he's analyzing America's culture and America's weaknesses. And one of the conclusions that he draws, and by the way, this is, it's not necessarily Mein Kampf, but this right. is what they're using to fight America because this analysis is spot on. Let me just read you one section of this because this will go back to our prior guest, Bruce, Dr. Bruce Abramson last, last yeah. week. Yep. Uh, spiritual crisis in America, right? And here's what they say. Today's university education no longer enables its subjects to grasp the traditional values that founded Western society. The development of the university in modern times is increasingly moving towards a kind of cultural relativism in America and spiritual openness. Implicit in this cultural, cultural relativism is the logic that there are no absolute values in the world and that everything is acceptable or unacceptable. Cultural relativism succeeded, new set of lips, ladies and gentlemen, succeeded in destroying the idea of Western centrism, but at the same time weakened the status of Western culture dominated by this spirit university educations resulted in young people with no concept of the past and no view of the future america against america right that was written in 88 1988 it goes through the bush years goes through the bush dukakis race but this is what i'm talking about no one does this research right and we are look the problem is when you show up to a gunfight and you bring a knife you're outmanned and you're outgunned. We as a country need to understand. And look, this is one thing that Donald Trump got right. He got a lot of things right, but he got this one right for sure. China is public enemy number one. And it doesn't mean you can ignore China. It doesn't mean that we, we can't do business with China. You know, this is still real politic, capital R, small k. You know, an enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? So they're at war with us. 
we're just not at war with them and we don't understand the nature of the enemy. I say enemy. People would say opponent or the other country. We can do all this. But anyway, I'm getting the high sign, Erica, from Lord Benjamin again Yeah, that yep. we're really blowing through these bricks. <laughs> oh my gosh um well it's so it's so thick you know and we're you know i love that we're diving in uh to some of these topics because i really think the american people uh we really need to make sure they understand just to what extent china is a threat and so i'm just i'm grateful that we get to bring this to light 20th century was the american century if we're not careful the 21st century is going to be the china century Folks, chew on that for a while while we go make some capitalist money on a bourgeoisie break. I'm Robert Chernin with Erica Reddick. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Robert Chernin. And I'm Erica Reddick. And we are of the people. You can find us on Rumble. You can find me on Twitter at R.B. Chernin, and... And I am at Erica Reddick. Look us up. You'll be entertained. That we guarantee. Absolutely. She's never wrong. Ever. <laughs> Just ask my husband. The politicians in Washington don't care about you. While they argue and bicker and do nothing, our country is falling apart. And our cherished freedoms... They're being stripped away, one right at a time. It's time to do something about it. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is fighting back to restore America. Join us in our fight to defend American exceptionalism and defend the Constitution. Go to ASICFund.org to learn more. That's A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D dot O-R-G. Do it now. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin with my lovely co-host, Erica Reddick. Hello. Say hello. We're, we're hello. back in uh, quite a spirited segment last time. I want to yeah. say one thing, folks, again, this whole China issue, we we're talking about the one section of this book called America Against Americans, right? It's 1988, if you can find it, but it's worth the read. It is, it is what China, the Chinese government is using to try to defeat America from within and also from without. But, but I want to segue, Erica, because the one thing we talked about was just what, how they assess the spiritual crisis in America. And this does segue to the culture war or the cultural crisis that we're having Ooh. in the country. So yes. I want to I throw a line at you and I want to get your reaction. Okay. Under, under cultural, right? Go woke. Go broke. All the way broke. All the way redlined out of business. Well, they're That's not all I broke, say. but well, but but so Target has just lost ten billion dollars in market cap. We've touched right. on the, you know, uh Queen of Beers thing with um, you know, Budweiser or Bud Light and losing six billion dollars of market cap. You've got uh, what? Bed Bath and Beyond, who's now in bankruptcy, Chapter Seven, right? They're going out of business. You have all of these now, and not all of them. There's several woke corporations that you know seem to be doing okay, but more and more people are voting with their money in That's this right. whole culture war. And you go back even to Hollywood, which we were just talking about on break, right? 
the things in Hollywood, and which movies um, really are, are bombing because they have this woke spin on everything. It doesn't mean everything that's woke is going broke, but doesn't it appear to you like people are finally yeah. starting to vote with their pocketbook on where they spend yeah. their money? Yeah, and and I am for it, Robert. I am I am really for it. And I want to take a a moment. I want to take a moment to ha give a shout out to the fellas out there because I really feel like the men are leading the charge in this. Uh, you know, for a long time, ladies, uh, uh, much to our own detriment, we have gone along with this idea that everybody's got to be included and inclusivity and we got to be we got to tolerate everybody and and the whole thing is if you tolerate everything uh or if you say that everyone deserves tolerance and acceptance then you have to tolerate things that are unacceptable and so us as ladies we've just kind of been going along with things and giving away our rights and giving away our safe spaces and letting letting people run roughshod over us and it wasn't until the woke mob tried to go after something that is for the guys it's the guy thing right so more what, guys wait, wait, what, what did they go after what bud guy light thing? bud light that is oh. budweiser is a men's brand i mean realistically when wait, wait, you look wait, wait, at the wait, women women don't women don't drink budweiser well, they I'm do. Not, okay, I'm not a beer guy, so let, let's put that out there. I'm a martini yeah. guy, as you might expect, right? I'm a Grand Marnier guy, but I don't. Budweiser, I it's it's a guy's brand, really. I, you, well, you can tell by the marketing, right? And that was one of the things that that woman had correct. That everybody, the 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 VP of marketing, you know, everybody wants to me to be mad, but it is known as a men's brand. It's marketed with hot women and sports and Clydesdales and really masculine stuff. And that's okay. I, I'm not offended by any of that. Right. But, but the guys are not going to let woke brands take their stuff, demean them, diminish them and call them names. Okay. So guys are not going to stand. They, they're done standing for it. And they stood up and said, we're not taking your crap anymore. Middle well, you know, America stood up and said, we're done with you. And I really believe that that, that created the groundwork for everybody to start standing up against these woke brands. And I'm for it. I'm okay. totally for it. So, so let me give you an alternative opinion on this, right? I hear yeah. you. Not sure I agree. First of all, I am the epitome of a toxic male, according to Jane Fonda. And if Jane Fonda had her way, we all white men would be in jail. And therefore, Anheuser-Busch would go out of business because there'd be no men drinking the beer because they'd all be in jail for climate change or racism or something. That's right. That's nonsense. where you belong. But yes, to yes, toxic, toxic masculinity 101. I have a different take okay. on this. So my take, okay. on th my take on this is it was a bridge too far, right? So mm. first of all, there's a study out there that says that because let's look at woke corporations versus non-woke corporations and there are some out there i mean obviously there's a much larger line of woke corporations but they're all a question of degree like when georgia came yes. out i think it was last year with the you know the voter id and their vote reform act where oh oh my god it's racist and it's voter suppression 
turns out that the turnout in Georgia in the last election broke all records mm. with the yep, new law. Higher than ever. So higher than ever. So so put that in your pipe and smoke it, right? So but a lot of the companies that you know came out against that, it's one thing. I think when they got into the sort of sexual, transgender, LGBTQ, ABC, XYZ nonsense, right? And and those sort of gender issues, and you go mm-hmm. after that, that's where I think people drew the line because again, looking at the numbers. They did a, there's a study out there and I can quote you chapter and verse if you want to have it, but there's a study out there that did a 10 year study of 200 non woke companies and showed that their historical return on investment was 364% and the woke companies are 230%. That that clearly shows you that corporations, the woke ones are getting away from what they're supposed to be doing, which is make money for their stockholders. And I don't know about you. You know, you talked about Hollywood a little while back and what's going on. It's yeah. like, and I'm obviously, I'm an old guy, so I watch old movies, right? Mostly dead people. But Turner Classic, you know, movies I love because it has all the old movies. But what I hate is stop proselytizing and preaching to me. Don't tell me that Gone with the Wind has these objectionable scenes or don't tell me that this is racist or that. Just shut up. I want to watch the movie. I'll draw my own conclusions. Yeah. I don't need you to tell me what to do. And it's the same concepts here that, yeah. you know, the, the, the companies that are neutral, you don't have to be pro-conservative, by the way. I don't care. Just stay out of it, right? I don't watch yeah, just sports. just stay out of it. Stay out of it. I don't watch sports to be um, proselytized or persuaded or to be preached to. And look, for years, you know, look, I said, to, you know, when this whole Black Lives Matter, you know, nonsense crap came out and everyone was kneeling or not standing for the flag, my attitude was simple. You know, they have every right to do that. I think they should do it outside the sports arena because I don't tune into sports to, to see that. I tune into sports to watch a game, right? And But they have every right to do that. But I also then have every right not to watch because of it, which is I haven't watched sports in years because of it. It's a shame. I'm a baseball guy. I'm a Yankees fan. Obviously, don't hold that against me. But <laughs> I think, I think when, you, when you go back and you look at it, just be neutral. Yeah. Businesses well, are supposed is, to turn yes. a profit. That's it. Don't don't preach. Don't proselytize. And historically, the numbers now back it up that the woke companies do worse for their investors, and some of them really bad. Target, right? But and those guys are the ones that forget about the ones that saw said the Georgia voter ID law was racist. That was a huge amount of companies. But I think when you start going after sort of the transgender sexual orientation. There are more than two sexes and you've crossed a bridge with certainly flyover country. And that's, and by the way, that's where all the money is spent. I was just going to say, you know, Robert, what is it? Something like 80% of all retail choices are made by women. I, I think it's actually higher than 80%, but I don't want to be, I don't want somebody to fact check and say that I'm a liar. Um, but it is upwards. It's it's at least 85%. The majority of retail decisions are, are made by women, whether it is uh, going to the movies, uh, right? So what we're seeing going on in Hollywood, whether it's shopping at stores like yes, a Target, I, like I hear you're a going, Bed, I hear you're going to see. Beyond. Wait, wait. I hear you're going to see Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, everybody tune in uh mm. th- later this week, next week. We're gonna be doing a review on generally irritable. 
Uh, so we're going to be doing a movie review on The Little Mermaid. Go to generallyirritable.com or on the socials and check out that movie review. And by the way, I, just so you know, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it. Uh, I did see the original because my kids were young, the the, the cartoon version. But but this is the woke version. And it's going to be, by the way, it's going to be right up there with Charlie's Angels and Ghostbusters and all the woke remakes that that frankly just, you know, um, I can't well, say that word. Uh, yeah. they, 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 they basically were huge failures. And of course they were failures because the audience were either homophobic or racist or couldn't be that the quality so of the production stupid. stinks and therefore we're not going to watch it. We know good entertainment when we see it. So I want your opinion on that yeah. when you see it, but, but don't believe the hype, which is, this is a hugely successful woke movie. Cause it's not no. the numbers, the, um, the numbers are in the tank, meaning that they're skewing the numbers. And right. they're not giving you the full comparison of, of sort of what it did. It's going to make money. It's not going to make a lot of money, but so well, let me I know, think, let, let me know. And you're going to sing it for me, right? Uh, under the sea. Okay. On no. second, on uh, second thought, <laughs> <laughs> um, can I take that back? Take it back. Take it all back. I think back. one of the things that's so disappointing really is if every, if, if, if the actors would just shut up, you know, if the producers would just shut their stupid faces, trying to sound like, oh, we care and we're going to increase our ESG score and look at how inclusive we are and look at how we're helping to trans the kids and, and progress the gay agenda and all this stuff. If they would just shut up and let people go watch the movies and enjoy it, it would be great, but it's this insistence that we, uh, again, the three D's, right? Demonize, divide, and De demagogue. Demagogue, right? Dem no, demonize. Repeat after me. It, uh, demagogue. Demagogue. Demonize. Demonize. Divide. divide. The three this D's. Is what, it's it's what like I got in school. We, three D's. We used. To <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We used to be able to come together on cultural issues. And I think that that's, or on, on, on culture. And I think that's what you spoke to when you were talking about the sports, right? Like that's right. we could that's disagree right. on everything regarding politics, but then we could come together and watch a movie or a Broadway show or go see a sports game. And it didn't matter who you voted for. Right. You didn't have to talk about, you know, what new social agenda you were supporting. No one was post, no, nobody was posting black squares and rainbows across the face, right? Everybody just went to be Americans in those cultural spaces. And that's where we could build the social cohesion that kept this country together, that, that wait, building wait, of those wait, American wait, wait, wait values. A wait, wait a minute. That's not where we what? built the social cohesion. That's where we sustained it. We built the social cohesion in education, in educating our children in about institutions, about the instant, how do they work civics, right? How does, how does it work? What, what great, what are things, what things are great about America? We don't teach in schools, what things are great about America. We don't teach in schools, what things are great about for American history. We don't teach in schools the great things that America has done in the world in the short time we've been on the public stage. What we teach in school now are all the things that make America bad and racist and original sin of slavery and all that crap that we're force feeding down the, the throats of our children. Yep. So when you say sports and music and entertainment, I agree with you, but that's not what drives it. 
that was augmenting the culture. It's the edge. And again, it's what we talked about last segment with China, with China's analysis. By the way, I understood this country better and I appreciated this country more when I went to school abroad because I was able to see my country from a third party perspective. And it helped me to appreciate what I had in America that I didn't understand growing up. And I got a little bit of civics growing up, but not a lot. So, so, so just point, uh, case in point for you, I agree, Erica, but the culture, the, the, the movies and the entertainment is a manifestation of the culture. It doesn't drive the culture. It may exacerbate it. Well, and, you know, to further your point, if we think about the changes in America over the last several decades, right? Right. We decided the, the, uh, the cultural movement of the seventies decided that it was better for women to be economic producers than to be things like stay at home moms. So not only are we not inculcating values through the school system and through our institutions, right? Because church attendance has gone down. We've now precipitously, precipitously, we have now removed removed religion. We've removed mothers from the home and said it's better for them to be economic drivers. And then what have we done? We've taken those children and we've put them in the schools where they can then be brainwashed. We've put them, wait, wait, wait. We've put them in government schools. Let's be clear. Correct. Correct. And so you see there's a correlation Um, If you look at the numbers between when we told women that their highest economic and highest spiritual value was in the workforce rather than being mothers and the decline of the American, uh, a a decline of American exceptionalism, they are, there is a correlation. I'm not going to go as far as to say causation. Uh, but I do think that it's worth exploring that more that as we've broken up the traditional family, how much, just how much of that one decision that women should be economic drivers rather than mothers, just how much that one decision has changed America. I think it's worth exploring. First of all, I think that's a fascinating topic. Secondly, um, I've seen the boss's job. I don't want it. I can't do it. (laughs) Okay. Just, (laughs) just putting that out there. Okay. So, and by the way, the person that needs or people that need to do that study are women. Cause if men, if toxic men do that study, there's no legitimacy out of the gates here, but, but that's (laughs) it. So, so I think Erica, you should be the vanguard of that study and we'll air it. And I think there's something to it. And, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, relational or causational. I have no idea, Mm. but, um, anyways, I want to, end where we started because we're getting the high sign from lord benjamin here which is go woke go broke the studies are out there folks that woke corporations do not do as well because they take their eye off the business ball so for all you out there because there's now also a conservative credit card out there called coin me or something like that but um you're voting with your feet keep up the keep the pedal to the metal keep voting with your dollars keep voting with your feet and we'll see how many go woke, go broke companies. They really are. And let's see what happens when they don't get that ROI to their stockholders. Amen. Folks, the la- folks, the last thing I want to remind you of is we are now on Podbeam and Apple and Google. So wherever you subscribe to get your podcast, subscribe to of the people, download it into your feed or your stream. And as Erica, as you said, rate us, give us five stars. And if you can't give us five stars, we're not going to break your legs, Erica. Um, oh, boo. Right. 
But if you can't give us five stars, we'd like to know why. That's all. And you can contact me at Robert C at ASICfund.org. And Erica, where can they get you? They can find me at generallyirritable.com and generally irritable on all the socials. Sounds good. Folks, you've been listening to Of the People. I'm Robert Chernin. I'm Erica Reddick. And we'll see you next week.